The following content is provided to you as a ministry of Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a high-adventure Christian wilderness camp in Andrews, North Carolina. Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters exist to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through the exposition of Scripture and personal relationships in order to equip the church to impact this generation. For more information, visit our website at swoutfitters.com or follow us on Twitter using the handle at SnowbirdSwo. Enjoy the message. All right, how's everybody doing? How many of you guys been here for all these breakout sessions? See a show of hands. All right, you guys are tough. Staying in there. Well, good. I'm glad you're here. It's good to see everybody. I've really enjoyed my time. My name is uh, Hank Parker, Jr. I'm on staff here at Snowbird. I commute. I live about three and a half hours from here. Uh, I've been involved with the camp for a number of years, and I started full-time back in January, and... um, and so I've been tasked today to talk about sharing the gospel. And so I just kind of want to walk through some things. Uh, I, I see several guys out here that are very equipped at sharing the gospel and probably be much better up here. But I'm going to share with you some things uh, that, I think, that I think will be beneficial and helpful for all of us, no matter where you are. And, and so before I begin, I, I have a book that I would like to suggest. It's called What is the Gospel? It's uh, by Greg Gilbert. It's one of the Nine Marks books. This is a fantastic book. Um, I, you know, I, I'll give it away. It's, it's, it's only one I brought with me, though. So uh, you, somebody can have it if you want it. But if you want to get a picture of it, I would highly recommend this book. This is a great book just to remind yourself to go back and to, to refresh yourself and to constantly have the gospel in mind, in clear view, so that you can articulate the gospel. The Bible tells us to be ready in season and out of season, right? And so my topic is to talk about sharing the gospel. And Greg Gilbert. Greg Gilbert, what is the gospel? Yep. Um, and so uh, I, live in, I live in a pretty small town, not quite as small as Andrews. Uh, my, my family and I are planning to move here, and hopefully we're here by uh, before summer starts and and that sort of thing, but we have we have we have a, a thing in our town called the Apple Festival, and at the Apple Festival every year there's these crazy guys who come out with uh, portable speakers and microphones and they they preach it, it on the street to everyone. But their message is this: uh, God hates you, God 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 condemns you. Just a very very harsh message, right? And and so my wife was uh, at a store in Lincolnton one time in. in we had, uh, we just had, a, we had a young daughter. We just had one kid at the time and she was holding her hand, going through the store. And this, one of these guys whom I, I kind of halfway know gave my wife a CD and said, Hey, I think you need this. And, uh, she's like, okay. And, um, she got back to the car and she brought the CD home to me and it said, fornicators go to hell. <laughs> That's, that was his message. He just assumed because my wife we uh, looked young, and she had a kid that she was a fornicator, and she was going to hell, right? And then the, so, so you got these guys who share this message, and, and they feel like they're proclaiming the gospel, but, but, but it seems, and I'm not, I don't want to make a blanketed statement on everyone because I, I haven't heard everyone, okay? And I haven't heard every one of this particular guy's messages, but everything that I'm hearing from this guy is condemnation. I'm not hearing anything about the grace of God. And then on the flip side, I've got buddies who are, who are pretty serious uh, about, um, they get really torqued up if you say anything about Joel Osteen. And it's like, well, Joel Osteen shares the gospel. And, and, and I'm like, just because at the end of his sermon where he's talking about 
your best life now, he says, if you'll close your eyes and bow your head and repeat this prayer after me, that is not the gospel. And so it's important, if we're going to start out and we're going to talk about the gospel, here's, about talk about sharing the gospel. Here's, the, here's what I just want to break this down, just super fast, super simple. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the what, what is the gospel, why the gospel, and then I just want to talk a little bit about some practicalities on how. You may, there, there's a lot of different ways that people share the gospel and, and a lot of different techniques. But what is the gospel? If you do not know what the gospel is, it is hard to articulate it to someone. And it's amazing if you hear people say, what is the gospel? I mean, I, I can remember as a kid people talking, you know, that, that saying, uh, uh, that's the gospel right there. When they would hear something that's true. Or, or they would say something from the Bible, just, just anywhere in the Bible, that's the gospel. But the gospel is the good news. And I can remember when my kids were young, I would tell them the good news always comes on the heels of this bad news. This good news is coming into us because in the beginning, God created, right? And God created man. He created all things. He created man. He said, this is good. And, and here are the rules. He gave, he gave man a thousand yeses and one no. And, and we've already heard it uh, several times at this event this weekend. Man sinned against God. And so, as our first parents sinned against God, sin enters the world, and you and I are born sinners. We, we gladly walk in that sin. We are all sinned, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the Bible tells us. Like, it's really clear, right? I, I don't think there's any argument inside this room on that. But, but that, that is where we are. And the good news comes on the heels of that is that God... God, in his goodness, sent his son, Jesus, born of a virgin, who lived out a sinless, perfect life. Jesus fulfills the law. He goes to the cross. He is crucified, buried, and rose from the dead. Romans 4 tells us he was crucified for our transgressions and raised for our justification. The gospel is not good advice. It's not what that guy on the street is saying, hey, fornicators go to hell, you get your life cleaned up, right? And, and it's also not this, your best life now, if you name this, you're going to get rich, you're, you're going to get your health back, everything's going to be hunky-dory in your, in your world, and, and Jesus is this great grand butler. That's not the gospel. The gospel is that God calls you and I to be holy as he is holy. And the gospel answers this question, not how can we be made righteous? How can we be justified? It is this, how can sinners be justified? That's what the gospel answers. And God in his goodness and his mercy has done this through his son, Jesus Christ, to be received by faith. Romans 3 tells us, right? That is the gospel. And so I I wanted to read a short text from 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul kind of summarizes the gospel, he says this, now, now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and which also you stand, by which you are saved if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you of first importance that I also, or what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. 
After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of who remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Paul is saying Jesus Christ was crucified for our transgressions. So, so, so the gospel isn't, is not something that we go and do. The gospel isn't even something that you go live out. The gospel is what God has done on our behalf. Your testimony, my testimony are implications of the gospel. It's fruit of the gospel. But the gospel is the good news. Be reconciled to God. That's, that's what uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 tells us, right? It says we are ambassadors. And we are, we are urging people to be reconciled to God. And, and, the, and the effects of the gospel, what takes place because of this redemption, this, this new birth into Christ... Is, is that we have this hope of being resurrected as Christ was. And so our hope as when we close our eyes in death, when Jesus returns, then you and I will be raised. We, we will live in a perfect world where every wrong is made right. There is no sickness. There is no sorrow. There are no tears. There is no death. There is no suffering. And those are good things to look forward to. But it falls short of one thing. Romans 5 tells us that we are justified by faith. And because of that, we have peace with God. You and I, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, now have peace with God. When at one time, Ephesians tells us we were dead in our trespasses and sins, right? Romans 8 tells us we are hostile to God. We could not submit to God's law. We, we, We were not even able to. But... Through the gospel, we have peace with God. We have been moved. We have been moved from the courtroom where we stand rightly and justly condemned. And we have been brought into the family, adopted as sons and daughters into God's family. And so, yes, he is going to restore all things. And we will live in, 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 in eternity face to face with Christ. And we will live in glorified bodies. And there will be no... There will be no crime or suffering or cancer or disease or any of those things. But even greater, we will stand and worship Jesus without any baggage, without any shame. We have been brought back into that right relationship with God. That is what the gospel is. Excuse me. So um, the second thing is the why. Why do we share the gospel? And I, 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 think, I think we all really know this, but it's really twofold. You know, I mean, I, I grew up, we were, we were joking earlier today, I grew up in a, in a pretty independent fundamental Baptist church as a kid. I ran from Jesus as hard as I could. Uh, I came to faith when I was 25 years old uh, in, the, in the middle of, uh, of, a, of a career. Uh, and, um, and so, uh, you know, on that, the side of that, my family's always like, hey, look, we serve God out of just love and joy. We are, we are overwhelmed with the gratitude of what he has done on our behalf. And that is absolutely good and right. But we also, we're commanded to do this, right? Matthew 28 tells us, go and make disciples of every nation, every ethnicity. And so we are commanded to do this. And there are days, man, I just don't feel like doing it. You ever feel that? I mean... I know there's times I'm sitting there and I'll be spending time with a guy that I've been praying for and praying that the Lord would be at work in his heart. And I'm thinking this is a really good opportunity to start talking, 
you know, having some serious conversation, I think, golly, I just don't feel like getting in an argument today. Or I just don't feel like hearing conspiracy theories on the back, you know, to confront the gospel for an hour. Some days we just don't feel like it. Yeah, I want my love and my gratitude and, and my obedience to flow out of that identity. Absolutely. But at the same time, it doesn't always feel easy and it doesn't always come natural. But what's in the balance to why we share the gospel? There is no other name under heaven by which men must be saved other than Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And then unless we really stop and think about this, it's easy to kind of forget things. And so in my church background, when I was a kid, I would, I would hear people say, if you don't share the gospel with your neighbor on the last day in the judgment, you're going to see people weeping saying that I could have went to heaven had, I, had you talked to me. And listen, God is sovereign. God, God is not going to let, God is not going to let someone's eternal destiny weigh in the balance of a, that's pretty arrogant to think that you hold the weight of someone else's eternal well-being. God is sovereign, but at the same time, we have to realize, I hear political people, I mean, we've heard it since, uh, for 10, 15, 20 years, right? Uh, you know, where it's a, you know, makes it easier for political people to say, hey, we all pray to the same God, right? As long as you, as long as you have faith, as long as you're doing, as long as you're a good person and, and you, you, you have a faith, then we're all pray, praying to the same God. It really doesn't matter. It does matter. And unless I see that through the lens and really understand that my neighbor, my family member, my friend is standing in hostility to God and, and will, will bear the wrath of God, will be judged by God and found wanting apart from the gospel. That, that, that's a big part of, that's why. That's why missionaries go. That's why we share the gospel. And then when we lose that, but at the same time have the freedom to know this, this good news in which I heard a lot of times when I was a kid, I'd never had anything to do with until I was 25 years old. I don't know how God's going to be at work in someone's life. And so I can't save anyone. I can't. But, but I can be faithful to share the good news. I can be faithful to share the, the, the gospel of Jesus and, and just pray that at, at some point God it gets at work in that person's life. There's a couple of guys in my life right now that I'm spending time with. And um, one of them, I just thought, you know, it just kept, kept hitting my head against a brick wall. It's like, hey, man, let's, let's just... Let's just Let's just do a little bit of reading. Let's read the Bible together for, for the next couple months, and we'll, we'll meet and we'll talk about it. And it's like sometimes the stuff that comes out in conversation, you're thinking, man. And, and you want to get frustrated, and you want to quit. And, and, and you've got to realize that people are blinded. They are blinded by Satan. And so by prayer and, the, and, and presenting the gospel, the reason I came to faith is is, is, is by God's grace alone. But he used a guy named Eddie Robinson who constantly kept telling me all of these, all of, he kept sharing the gospel with me over and over and over again. He had these 
pretty corny, cheesy Bible studies. I went because he was my buddy. I didn't want to really have anything to do with all of that stuff, but I went just because he was my buddy. And one day, one day, Romans 5, God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, hit me in the head, and my eyes were opened. And you don't know what God is going to do through the, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you present the gospel, you don't know how God is going to use that and be at work. And so I I figured if you could throw out a Spurgeon quote, you're always doing good in in, in one of these. I like what Spurgeon says. He says this. He says, if sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let no one go unwarned or unprayed for. He's just saying, we labor. We labor for that fact that we know, we know Jesus is our only hope. You and I have the only message, the only hope for the world. And this good news brings us peace with God. And in a world where it's so confusing, where we have so many voices that are saying so many things about the gospel will make you rich or healthy or, 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 or whatever it may be, you and I are called to be ambassadors, to proclaim this good news. And so that's why we go. And so that brings me to the how. The last thing I want to discuss is the how. And, and um, honestly... There's, there's a lot of techniques. Uh, there's, there's, if you look on the internet, there's, there's one called the three circles on YouTube. It seems to be pretty effective. I, I like some of the ways that that works. Uh, but there's a lot of different ways. I, I can remember reading Evangelism Explosion, you know, 10 years ago. And, 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 and there's a lot of techniques. But I think we've got to think about what motivates us. And we've, we need to think about our conversation. You know, as we think about men's groups and we, we talk about accountability and things like that, you know, we're always focused on, 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 on the crash, right? We're always focused on, hey, I struggled with this. How would you do this week? Yeah, I, I struggled. And, you know, we, we need to be honest about our sin and we need to make war on our sin. We need to fight our sin. But we also need to see, we also need to see where God is calling us. I, um, but before I... Before I came to work uh, at Snowbird and several in my early 20s, I used to race in the NASCAR Bush Series. And I was at California Speedway, and uh, I, was coming, I was coming through turn three, and there was a, a, like a small wreck in front of me. And, uh, you know, we've all seen Days of Thunder, right? I'm going to hold it wide open and make it through. And uh, this car's like slow motion sliding, and I'm just like, I'm going to, try to beat him but as i was as i was watching this whole thing unfold i was looking at his car really wasn't looking at where i was going and ended up hitting the guy and hit the guy really really hard and it was no big deal i didn't get hurt or anything but you have to go to the infield care center so i'm in the infield care center and donnie allison comes in there and he grabs me by the collar and he starts shaking me he says are you all right i said yeah i'm fine he goes well you're an idiot i said Yes, I, yes, my dad has told me that lots. And uh, he said, he said, let me tell you something, son. I watched that wreck. There was no reason you got in that wreck. That was stupid. You could have got yourself hurt. And he said, you hit hard. And I was like, yeah. And he said, he said, 
your problem is you're watching the wreck. You're not watching where you want to go. And, and that kind of stuck with me. You know, I think in life as guys, we get so caught up and we're so focused on our wreck, our, our, our failures. We're so, we're so hung up on just staring at that. We need to put our eyes on Christ. He is our hope. He completed. He lived out God's law perfectly in thought and deed. He fulfilled the law on our behalf. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so we have been set free from that. And, and, and our conversations can be shaped. There's a, there's a guy here. Uh, I don't know if he's in this room, but uh, he, he's here. He's a buddy of mine, but... Uh, his name's Lonnie Klaus, and I can't tell you how many times he's asked me, hey, man, uh, we'll just be hanging out, having coffee or whatever, and he'll say, hey, man, tell me about the last time you got to share the gospel with somebody. Not, hey, are you struggling with this, or when's the last time you blew it, or how many people got saved at something. He's asking me, when's the last time you got to share the gospel with somebody? And then he's telling me the last time he got to share the gospel with somebody. And I'm encouraged because he's messing up as bad as I am. You know, I, 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 was, I was talking to a teenage girl here recently, and I was sharing the gospel. And I was just trying my very best to connect and articulate the gospel well. But I'm sharing the gospel, and it just felt like, man, this is making sense. And she's shaking her head, and she's acknowledging the things I'm saying. And, and, and I kind of get to the end. I like say, hey, where are you at? Are you trusted in Christ or you trusting in yourself? Where are you at? And she said, yeah, I don't believe any of that stuff. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, what do you believe? I don't know, but I don't believe any of what you're saying. And, and so we, we live in a world, it's, it's, it's almost funny because of the, the response, but it's not funny because we know the weight of that. But at the same time, it, it's not, you know, you can't paint a picture. If you do this, this, and this, it's all going to go all right. And everybody's going to love and accept what you're saying. People, some people hate it. And it's offensive to them to tell someone that they are a sinner in need to be reconciled is an offensive message. But it's a message that should be, should, we do not make people our projects. It should be bathed in prayer and in love and care for that person. So the how, a good way to summarize the gospel for me to, to, to articulate and to understand it, if I'm going to share the gospel with anyone. I know I've, I've got a buddy here who, who has shared the gospel uh, uh, to, to Muslim uh, folks on a pretty regular basis. So he's very versed in that. But for me, as I try to articulate the gospel, a good way to summarize it is God, man, Christ, response. Right? And so it, it's helpful for me for people to understand, and the thing that, that drives me nuts when I when I talk to family members who 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 love Joel Osteen, who have who you listen to this whole message of this guy talking about, I'm not real sure what he's talking about, um, and then at the end say, close your eyes and bow your head and repeat this after me. I haven't heard any of this good news. I haven't heard any uh, of what God has done on our behalf. And so if, if, if we can just articulate, and, and you might want to memorize some verses that go with, go with this. But God, God, the creator of all things, he is perfectly holy, is worthy of all worship, and is going to punish sin. It is appointed once for man to die, and after that, the judgment, right? And 
I love Revelation 4 where it says, Worthy are you, Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. We were created. We are not autonomous. We are accountable to this God. And this God we have, we have sinned against. High treason against the king of the universe. And so that brings us to man. And man, it's like super simple. I mean, a lot of people just go through Romans. Romans 3, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Man was created. God said it was it's the pinnacle of his creation. Let's make, let's make man in our image, right? And, and this man sinned, and we have all sinned. And we, we must recognize that if we're going to share the gospel with folks, if we're going to tell them the good news, to understand the good news, you've got to understand you need good news. And you and I, our biggest problem in this world is that we have hostility, we are enemies with God. But the beauty is, the third thing, Christ, we can be reconciled to God. Christ, fully God, fully man, lived a sin, sinless life, died on the cross to bear God's wrath. He took our place. Uh, for all who would believe in him and rose from the grave in order to give his people eternal life. Jesus Christ took our sin and our shame on himself on the cross and through faith gives us his righteousness. We are justified by faith. We are declared righteous. Again, Romans 8, right? There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then response would be the fourth and last thing. God is calling everyone everywhere to repent of their sins and trust in Christ in order to be saved. And so, so Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so recognizing if, if folks could recognize I am in need, I am in need to be forgiven I have personally committed high treason and sin against the king of the universe. And he is just if he pours out justice and wrath on me. But in his loving kindness, he pours out his justice and his wrath on his son. Who willingly accepted this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit worked in unison for our salvation. And through faith, I can receive this. I turn from trusting in myself, my own performance, my ability to do right, my ability to do good things, or whatever it may be. And I put all of my hope and all of my trust in Jesus Christ alone. And he is faithful to save. That's, that's the good news of the gospel. And as men, it, it, you know, it, deep conversations can be difficult. You know, but the Lord has put it, put people around us. And as we begin to see through the lens of the need that people have and begin to put people on a list and consistently pray for these people and care for these people, I believe the Lord will give you opportunity to share this good news with them. It is the only hope that we have. It is good news. God in his mercy has saved us when we absolutely cannot save ourselves.